I think my, my big message to people is that your aha moments may not happen within a year of you deciding to do something. Sometimes it's just a matter of waiting and being patient. Just follow your dreams. Don't get caught up with having to meet expectations. Welcome to Passionate Pursuits, powered by Quarns Coaching, LLC. I'm your host, Bridget Quarns. I recently launched a brand new one-on-one coaching program called Bringing Your Highest Vision to Life, and I'm super excited to let you know that there are three spots currently open for scholarship recipients to receive this incredible program over a $1,200 value completely free. So if you are interested in securing one of those spots, check out the links in the show notes to my Instagram and Facebook, where you can find more information or send me a direct message to secure your spot. I'm so excited to help you activate your full potential. Today, I'm thrilled to introduce you to Melissa Rivera. She bills herself as a badass single mama of many talents. She's an integrative holistic coach and herbalist with over 20 years of experience. Welcome, Melissa. Thank you for having me. It's exciting. Yeah, thank you for being here. So I would just love it if you would start off by taking us through your journey into holistic living. Yeah, so I I think for like many people, it started with learning about organic eating, eating healthier, trying to remove you know, things from your, your, your daily intake, um, which ultimately led me into loving aromatherapy and learning about essential oils and, um, took me to Provence, France to study (laughs) essential oils. I did an aromatherapy retreat, which was divine. Um, and, and, you know, just like anything else, right? Like we, we tend to get into these rabbit holes. And so one thing led to another, led to another, and I initially started with the intent of body care, you know, uh, clean living, right? The food, the body care, lack of chemicals, all that stuff. Um, and, you know, I had a, a thriving business with body care, you know, teaching classes and things like that. And um, ultimately, you know, and that was, I want to say that started probably in around 2003, 2004. And the evolution has taken me into herbalism, chakras, you know, um, you know, getting certified as an integrated nutritional coach through IIN, um, you know, just being a, a lover of, of, of knowledge, you know, trying to learn as much as I possibly can. Um, the business itself has evolved three times because I think as I was evolving in my journey, the business also evolved. Um, I'm not someone who likes to follow fads or trends or you know, you won't see me doing things because other people are doing it. And so I think that's what has sort of helped in, in my evolution, but also what has kept me feeling like I haven't found my calling mm-hmm. <laughs> because I, you know, I just, and then of course life, right? Just life, you know, marriage, divorce, baby, blah, 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 all those things, right? You know, um, also, but I, I honestly, early this year is, Actually, I want to say 2022 is when I started to really discover so much more of who I am and what my business is and um, what I want it to do, how I want it to serve, you know, how I want to serve. Right. So. So, yeah. So, you know, learning is 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 fun. Um, I try not to get too much into all the free webinars and seminars that are out there (laughs) because they're very time consuming. 
Um, so I, I've gotten really good at picking the ones that call to me and I take bits of it, you know, bits of the knowledge that I get and I bring it into my own practice. Um, but I, but I, I've learned in the process, um, my business will, will, and, and, and it's not to put negative juju out there or anything, but I don't, I don't foresee my business to be like a multi-million dollar because that's not me. You know, I want, I want my business to represent who I am. Look, I want to make money. Yes, of course. But <laughs> I also am mindful of that. It's coming from the heart versus the pocket, you know? Mm, I love it. Oh my goodness. So many things I picked up on that I want to touch back on. I love that you said, as you're evolving, your business is evolving. And I think there's something so crucial for people to hear in that, which is that when we sort of find our way into a path that really fits us, mm-hmm. our business is us. Yes. And so the more we yes. learn and the more we grow, the more kind of what we share can change. And that can look maybe confusing from the outside. Right. But it's so authentic to honoring what's going on inside and sort of the invisible transformation taking place. Yeah, no, absolutely. And business isn't easy, right? Because there's components to running a business that we don't really grasp very well because Mm -hmm. that just seems too technical, whether it's managing a website, the networking piece, you know, the the blog posts, the newsletters, like all of those components to the business. Um and I and 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 I think for me, um I've grown to appreciate that component of the business because I also understand it is important. Um, but I, but I also feel in retrospect, as I think back, um, none of it felt good to me, which again is why I think it's taking me so long to get to where I am today. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I hate to admit this cause it may sound pretty bad, but I think I get bored easily, you know? And, and so right I want <laughs> my work I want my work to be fun. You know, I want my work to to not feel like work, you know? Um, Yes. Again, there's going to be components of it that will feel like it. Like when I'm sitting down on a Sunday trying to do my social media calendar. Yes, of course. But I don't want the every day to feel like work. Mm -hmm. I think that is a, a big marker of someone who is curious and someone who's a lifelong learner. Mm hmm. And when, because I, I resonate with that so much, it, it probably looks to everyone other than myself that I'm constantly jumping from one path to another. And I'm always trying new things and I'm always learning new things. And Oh, I just spent $250 on this certification. And I spent $500 on that class. And like, Mm -hmm. what the heck, Bridget, just pick something. But I totally agree because it's fun and I get joy from it. And it like, I don't know what the right wording for this is, but it reinforces my soul. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. so I'm constantly seeking more of that reinforcement. Like where else can I grow? Absolutely. And I, and I understand for when we, when we talk about, you know, the little things that we have to do to enhance our skill set. Yeah. This does cost money. And in the beginning, I always felt like, oh, I can't afford that. I can't do that. And I, but now I look at it as, no, 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 it's an investment. It's an investment in me and it's an investment in my clients. And so because money is limited, I, I make smarter investment choices. <laughs> and that has shifted, you know, um, 
which is interesting because it's opened up a lot of opportunities because of that shift in my mindset. Mm. Um, that just really flows nicely into another thing I noticed you saying, which was, you know, I don't want to get too drawn into too many free like webinars or seminars or however, if someone is listening and they're going, well, I don't have $250 to keep shelling out to like reinforce my learning. There is an abundance of free resources on YouTube, on people's websites. I have freebies. Mm -hmm. You've got freebies. All of Mm -hmm. us are offering Mm -hmm. freebies because we genuinely want to help you better yourself, learn more about yourself, feel like a more you know, whole and authentic person. There's so much out there that you can find and it can get overwhelming when Absolutely. it's something that you seek out constantly. Like my bookshelf is always growing. What I'm trying, <laughs> what I'm trying to do is always growing because I love to learn. But for someone who is like, well, how do I get started? Cause I don't really have anything that I can invest right now. Invest your time. Mm-hmm. Choose a yeah. free webinar, yeah. choose a free resource, invest your time in that and then see where it goes. Mm-hmm. And I, and I, and I think what's important too, is that, cause there are some great stuff that, that I've been involved in um, because they're coming up and, but what I realized is I used to be so fixated thinking that I have to sit and listen to everything mm. from start to finish and take notes on everything. And then I'd have all these notebooks with all these notes and I wouldn't even remember why I wrote it, where it came from and stuff like that. Yeah. And now what I do is when people are putting a three day or a six day, or I'm doing one that's seven days, I actually will look at the the calendar and yeah. I'll say, you know what? I want to hear this speaker and I'll plug it in. Mm-hmm. I want to hear this speaker. You know what? I don't know much about this topic, but I want to learn and I'll plug it into my calendar. So it becomes a part of my day. And I don't feel like I'm sitting, listening all day or trying to catch up later on the replays. And so, you know, I think also for, for, for women like us, right. Who are busy and coaching and doing all this great work, you know, as we're growing, we also need to just be mindful of our time and, yep. and, you know, not get sucked into all these things. Cause you feel like you need to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yes. <laughs> I do. I do always <laughs> feel like I need to, I think there's something at least for me energetically and feeling like I have to prove myself really to myself mm-hmm. more than anybody else. Like, right. am I worthy? And I'm only worthy if I spent all of these hours researching and reading and I can talk about it fluently and only then am I worthy. But let's be honest, I'm never going to feel worthy. I already am. Mm -hmm. I don't need anything. Mm -hmm. My work speaks for itself, but I have to pause and just think about that and correct that thought of, no, 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 you are worthy. Your work is wonderful work. It is helping so many people just listen to Mm -hmm. the way that they speak about how you have impacted them. Right. And take Absolutely. that as, as the truth. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. You also said, and I love this, you, <laughs> you were talking about how I want to serve and that like mm-hmm. sets off the fireworks in my brain, because something I talk about in my coaching practice is that you will feel fulfilled when these conditions are in place. You have come home to your soul, who you mm-hmm. are at the core you know, beneath layers of personality, beneath ego, beneath your thoughts, who are you at your core? And then you find a way to take that authentic strength and use it in service to the world in some way. 
that's when you'll feel fulfilled. So it's a two part. It's like, I've got to turn, come home, go in. And then once Mm -hmm. I have really settled, then I can reemerge and go out and serve in some way. Absolutely. Yeah. I, cause I'm by, by nature, I'm a community-based person, right? So professionally, since my early twenties, I've worked in social services and I've always been, um, actively involved. Uh, so foster care is my background, working with teenagers in foster care and, um, and youth development work looks like what we all are engaged in, whether it's girls on the run, the boys club, the Y, like those are all youth development programs. And I, that's still a big part of me, even though I'm no longer working in that field because I, I became ter- terribly burnt out. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's still a part of who I am and who I will continue to be. But then how do I uh, provide that service without necessarily not being in the work? Yeah. And, you know, I, I really appreciate, you know, being able to take all of that knowledge, like 27 years worth of experience and skills and bringing it into where I am today, um, which has led me into, you know, the population I'm serving today, which was not a population that I thought I would be serving because again, you know, in my how many years of trying to figure out who am I serving? Mm. You know, I think as coaches, right. We all start off saying, I want to serve the world. <laughs> yeah, you know, feel a little bit like a, like a Miss America pageant, right? I want to solve global warming and that's all good. And that's all fantastic, but let's keep it real. Right. You could only do so much to solve a problem. It has to be a, 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 a village effort. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I would start taking on clients who I generally was in the right headspace for, um, but they weren't in the right headspace. And it became, it felt like work. It felt like another job. Uh, and I yep. sort of started feeling like, yeah, I don't know. Like it was great and I appreciate their time. Um but it just like, I didn't gain anything out of it and not so much the mo- the money or, or the, the testimonials or the referrals. What I didn't gain out of it was I didn't feel like I did anything. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't feel fulfilled. I didn't feel um, like they got anything out of it because they were so hung up on wanting to solve whatever in three months and miracles happening, but yeah. not necessarily putting in the work. And so, you know, I'm super sensitive to that too, because as a coach, I'm putting, we all, right, all of us as coaches are putting in the work all the time. Like you said, what we were just talking about, like the, the whether it's conferences or webinars or paid programming, that's putting in the work, you know, um, and, and being committed to it. And so, so yeah, so when I serve, I want to be able to serve whoever who can afford to pay for my services, but I also do voluntary you know, sliding scale stuff. Like I'm, I'm totally big on knowing that, you know what, because I was there, I was there as a single mom, you know, um, not being able to do things and people saying, you know what, I really want you to be a part of us. So, you know what, 50% off or, you know what, don't pay for it, you know? Um, and so I know what that feels like. And I want to make sure that I'm still like serving in that way too, you know? Yeah, let's talk about your, who you have kind of zeroed in on serving. So I, I, Again, I just want to emphasize, you spoke about you weren't really feeling fulfilled. Work was feeling like work. It was burning you out and draining you. And on the flip side, I think how we find ourselves in the correct place for us is just asking, well, when did I feel fulfilled? Right. 
who was I with? What was I doing? That was a huge key in me finding the path for myself. But what was that like for you? Yeah. So ironically enough, it just hit me <laughs> a few a few months ago. Um, I know you and I were doing a, a challenge with, with someone we both love, Maya. And, yeah. you know, um, and I talked to Maya like maybe once or twice a year just to do a touch in, a, 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 you know, touch base thing. And it's always whenever I'm, whenever I'm interacting with her that my aha moments hit me, you know, and, yeah. and so, you know, it, it was so funny how it hit me because I thought when we were having to figure out our niche and doing what she was asking us to do in our time and in her challenge, I, I battled a little bit and I thought, well, what, who is my ideal client, right? Even though that's like business 101, finding your ideal client. 20 some odd years later, I still didn't know who that was. And then it dawned on me. It's people like me, yep. single moms, single moms, right? Who, um, you know, and, and I'm a, a divorced single mom and, and 17 and a half years in. And if that's not a lot of experience, right, <laughs> <laughs> then I don't know what is. Um, and and I, you know, when we talk about feeling fulfilled, I feel fulfilled as a mom. You know, I feel fulfilled when, you know, my son is achieving or even when my son is struggling um, and I'm able to sort of hold his hand and, and process things and work through things. Um, and I know what it also feels like to have an education, have a good job, have resources. And the minute your partner walks out and says, I'm done, thank you, <laughs> five months into, you know, your son being here, um, feeling like, holy crap, what do I do? Now, mind you, I was already fully engrossed in my professional career as a, as a I won't say social worker because I'm not licensed, but as a caseworker, right? Fully engrossed. I can go into family court and battle for my kids at any time. I can go, I could do all of this stuff. But when it came to me now having to do it for myself, I was like clueless, didn't have a clue, terrified, scared, you know, and thinking, you know, now mind you, he wasn't as resourceful. He didn't have as much, but in my head, I kept saying to myself, what if he wants to take my child away? What if he wants this? What if he wants that? Um, what do I do? What do I do? Right. And so um, that's when I realized that's my population working with single moms and they could be divorced or they could be single by choice or whatever. Um, because I know what it feels like to have those moments where you're not sure exactly. Now, you know, you go from two parent household to one parent household, right? Not sure where my next meal is going to come from because I need to make sure he's taken care of first, you know, um, worried about all the little things, you know, I, I joke now and, and, you know, people say to me, oh, well, is he into sports? Does he do this? Does he do that? And I say, you know what? Saving grace. I never had to worry about emergency room visits for broken bones. Mm -hmm. I never had to worry about buying uniform, registration fees, all these things because he hates sports. So woof, <laughs> I saved myself a lot of money. Um, you know, and, and 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 I think about all that stuff too. And and so for me, being able to help a parent, a mom, you know, even a dad, you know, to some degree, know that it's going to be okay. And and to know that, you know, you need to sit in with your feelings and sit in with that. Because I will tell you, I spent the first two years of my single motherhood totally not present, just functioning, going day to day, because I had to make sure I got up, got him ready to go to daycare, went to work, came back, pick him up from daycare, cook meals, get him ready for, for, you know, sleep time. 
And that was the hamster wheel that I was on for two years. And so when I try to remember what it was like when he was one and two, it's hard for me to remember those. I mean, I remember what he smelled like, because I don't think that ever, that big smell never goes away. <laughs> but but I, I don't remember the little things, you know, like his first this or his first that, because I was just in a zone of survival. Yeah. So. I mean, if it makes you feel any better, I have majorly failed at remembering any firsts for any of my kids. <laughs> I think I started a baby book for the first (laughs) child that I never finished. And I never even thought about it with the others, but I think about it for myself. I'm like, do I care what my first word was or when I walked? No, I I could care less. Like I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't mean anything to me. So I don't think that they're going to say, why didn't you keep a baby book for me? I mean, (laughs) you know, there are bigger things to worry about. Did, did your child have a meal? Did Right. Did they know you love them? You know, exactly. did you get to say goodnight to them? There are some things that are way more important. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because I stressed for years about, oh, I don't have a baby scrapbook and I didn't do this. And I, that was, and I think that's just like a motherly thing, right? Um, course, and then I question, yeah. would I really have been a good soccer mom? I don't know if I really, really <laughs> been So, you know, to some regard, it worked out, but yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I'm a football mom, which I love. I I like really, I don't know if this is a bad thing to say, but I totally, I wanted to have a daughter and I wanted my daughter to be really strong. Like I wanted her to play tackle football. And I was like, she's going to play an instrument. She's going to play the tuba. Like she's going to (laughs) be just so self-confident and, and she does. And she is like, she Mm -hmm. plays the tuba. She's, this is her second year in tackle football. She is a a safety at her school. She's like a lieutenant. So she does the morning (laughs) announcements. Everybody knows who she is when she walks into that room. She is like, (laughs) command the room. Um, I I love it. I think it's so wonderful. Um, I don't know. That was a sidebar. (laughs) No, but but it's it's a good, um, you know how the saying, like, be careful what you wish for, right? Yeah. (laughs) Perfect example of be careful what you wish for. Right. No, I th- it was an exercise. I, I really intentionally did this with all of my children was, you know, think about them as I was pregnant with them or, mm-hmm. you know, when they were young and just dream about who they could become and what they could do. Yeah. And it gets you in a really good mindset of remembering, like, our children are capable of more than we could ever dream for them. So Absolutely. don't limit. So don't limit, you know, right. what they're exposed to or what they can or can't do if I would have told her there's not a single other girl who plays tackle football for our school district, you want to be the first one, then what would that have told her? Um, But she grew up loving football because I'm a football freak. I grew up on it because (laughs) my dad exposed me to his business. I went to the wood shop. He built stairs up to a bandsaw so I could work on the bandsaw when I was too little to even see up to it. Hysterical. But it was cool because he never limited what he believed that I could be or do. And therefore I was like, you know what? Our kids have so much potential. Let's just like really nurture that potential and see what they can do. Absolutely. See where they can go. And yeah. And, and, and even with all of that, remembering that worrying about where is the money going to come from or worry about how am I going to manage that in my schedule? Because I have a, I have a busy work schedule. Yeah, it's that's the the least of your problems because you'll find it, you'll make room, and and the money will show up. 
you know? And so that, that I think that's also important to just keep in mind and remember too, you know, cause there are yeah. plenty, like I could joke now and be like, Oh, I didn't have to worry about all these out of pocket <laughs> expenses, you know, because he didn't have a broken elbow or whatever, but you know, there's other things, right. There's other type yeah. of expenses. You know, he oh, was yeah. a little fashionista. And so he really oh. liked to dress up and be fancy and yeah. So that, you know, so he came back in other ways, but you know, oh, it's yeah, I'm just riffing on the fact that like, just be open to where they want to go and what they're interested yeah. in. If they're not interested Absolutely. in sports, good for you. That is wonderful. Right. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. if they're, but also, um, my third child is going into cheerleading. Um, mm-hmm. he did tumbling all year and is mm-hmm. doing cheerleading over the summer. And if I would have said, no, little boys don't do cheerleading. It's all girls on this team. What would that have said? Who knows right. where exactly. his path is going to go? Exactly. Yeah, Absolutely. Okay, you said you were talking about Maya, so I want to shout out Maya Wild. The Dirt Road Less Traveled is her podcast. Mm -hmm. What was rolling around in my head was get someone who you trust to speak into your life, Mm -hmm. help you dig up those aha moments. Whether it's a mentor, a friend, a family member, a coach, whomever, but community is super important, but it's also super important to find someone who not necessarily you look up to, but who you really deeply trust and you can like flesh things out with them. So my great example of, I think, honestly, it was a really interesting connection of how I ended up finding Maya. It was another podcast guest Mm -hmm. who mentioned her, but make those connections, you know, just connect with people. Mm-hmm. You never know when one of those connections is going to flower and become super fruitful for you. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And and even with that, right. You know, finding, I always say to people, like when people say to me, Oh, what's the best herbal school to go to? Or what's the mm. best aromatherapy? My thing is what might be best for me may not be best for you. Right. And so, you know, following them on social media, jumping in on webinars, things like that, you'll, you'll feel the vibe and you'll know what the connection, because there's nothing more worse than investing in yourself in someone's program or or opportunity. And you just can't click with whoever, right. And you're going to walk away feeling defeated. You're going to walk away feeling like I accomplished nothing. And you're also not going to be as committed you know, yeah. to whatever it is that you need to accomplish. And mm-hmm. so I think one of the things for, for, for coaches like Maya, mentors like Maya, is that, you know, keeping it real is so, for me, is so important. And that's how I am as a coach. I keep it real. Yeah. You know, um, I don't ever want to sugarcoat anything. I don't want anyone to sugarcoat to me, even though sometimes I do like my hand to be held. Um, <laughs> but I also know when it needs to be just out there, it needs to be out there, you know, um, and so I, I always tell people, you know, don't go with who you, who everyone else is going with. Find your person, yeah. you know, um, they're there, they're there. You just need to look for them a little bit harder, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That goes uh, the same for finding answers or yeah, especially finding answers. Like if you, if you have a problem or a difficulty or a challenge that you're dealing with, you're most likely to listen to the answer that you find anyway. Mm-hmm. So asking someone else, you know, say, say, Melissa, I have this problem. Can you, can you help me? What should I do? 
And our, our natural human instinct is to say, oh, well, here's what, you know, usually what worked for me, or here's right. what I might suggest. But, but what we really need is to recognize the fact that we're not going to follow any advice other than our own. So if our mm-hmm. heart's not fully in it, and if we're not fully committed to it, then it's not going to be helpful at all. So instead of right. searching for, you know, oh my gosh, I have this huge problem and I don't know what to do. And I'm just going to, whatever this person says to do, that's what I'm going to do. That's when we end up spinning our wheels and getting stuck in the mud and going, how did I get here? Why am mm-hmm. I so dug in right now? And how do I get out? Because the best thing you can do for yourself is like fight through it for yourself mm-hmm. and just listen to what, again, like what feels right for you? What resonates with you? What sits well when you think about, okay, this is an mm-hmm. option that I want to try. You will spend so much Absolutely. less time working yourself out of that <laughs> when you listen to you. <laughs> That's, <yourself>. right. <laughs> That's right. So I'm curious, what is currently lighting you up? What is your next step that you're learning about right now, since you are a lifelong learner? Oof. Yeah, I, so as I, as I mentioned earlier, 2022 was rough, you know, in, in the sense of making poor employment choices, um, which led to me being unemployed, which I've never been unemployed in my life. Um, you know, in, ret- in retrospect, all mixed blessings, you know, lots of lessons were learned, um, you know, losing my housing uh, due to lack of employment. And then also just the, um, the, the apartment I was living in for like nine years was was sold. And so obviously investors wanting to make money, increasing rents, which is very much happening all over the place. Yeah. Um, I live in the Hudson Valley and it's it's strikingly happening way too much because everybody's coming up from New York City and all that other stuff. So um so yeah, so that with that, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, saying to myself, okay. And it's interesting because as I was thinking about this, um I realized that when I end up doing something, I've already been preparing for it without realizing it. Oh, you know, I, so I was totally, you know, just like many people, you know, tiny home envisioning, right? You know, living, living off the land, envisioning all of that stuff, watching every possible YouTube show and dreaming. Um, and when I had to make the decision to to move, I was like, well, I'm just going to buy a camper. I, I can live in that. Because I've already in my head for two years, three years, four years, I've been watching so much and absorbing so much and learning so much that when I had to do it, it was quick, easy, done, sign the dotted line, delivered, you know, that sort of thing. So when hiccups would arise in in my living situation, I would say, okay, well, I remember on this episode, this is what they did. And so that's how I was able to sort of get through. Um, you know, something like the winter and this breaking or that not working and all that other stuff. Um, but I also, you know, and when we talk about, you know, your village, right, your community, you know, I, I ended up um, having my my camper on on a piece of on, on farmland that's beautiful from a woman that I met years ago. I actually met her the same time I met Maya like 13 years ago at a networking event in the Hudson Valley. Yeah. And, you know, we've always kept in touch. And I said to her when another opportunity for me to put my camper uh, fell through. Um, I panicked because, you know, you have to give yourself that grace, right? You have to just be like, sit with the feelings and go, okay, I can work through this. What do I do? 
you know, I pulled over on the side of the road and I called my friend and I said, Hey, I know this is like really weird. And, um, I, this is what's happening. And she was like, don't hesitate, bring the camper here. Uh, they already had like an RV set up because their daughter had oh, um, nice. um, an airstream on the property. And so she's like, whatever, when is it being delivered? I'll wait for the delivery. It'll show up. You'll be, you know, like it was no skin off of her back, like not even a hesitation. Um, and, and I find that that's what's been also what's been a part of my journey is whenever I am in a pinch, big or small, there's always that light at the end of the tunnel, you know? And so I don't necessarily have a full-blown panic attack. <laughs> I may have a little one, yeah. but not enough to take me over the edge, you know? Um, and so I took that year to just sort of decompress and think and evaluate and and sort of figure out my next steps. And so, um, so I gave myself that time and that grace. And when 2023 came around, I said to myself, you know, this is time for me to focus on me right? And make investments in a different way, you know, especially during, you know, COVID, everybody was talking about self-care, self-wellness. And even then for me, it felt like, well, what does that mean? You know, we're always talking and, and, and throwing that word out there, but what does it mean? You know, for some people, it means manis and petties every weekend. That's not my thing. You know, for me, self-wellness is a good meal with a good cup of ice cream at the end of it, you know what I mean? Um, Which doesn't help on, on the weight gain piece, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on that too. Um, so this year I decided that I was going to do two things. I was going to really, really, really work on my finances and embrace it and understand it because I want to be a homeowner. I want to buy a home. I can't live in a camper forever. Um, and I also don't want to ever be in a situation again where I lose my housing. You know, I, I want to, I want to own that. Like I want to, I want to be the one to, to manage all of that. Um, and the other piece was, I need to, you know, go back to yoga. I need to go back to being connected to my body because I felt I've been feeling so disconnected from my body. And I also, and I, you know, and I and I love the the, the philosophies and the practices of yoga. And I thought, you know, it's another modality I could bring into my business, you know, um, into the coaching work that I do. And so, you know, I start my teacher certification next week, and I'm super terrified, you know, because I don't like my body. I don't feel connected to it, and I can't sit for too long. And then on top of all of that, when I met with my um, my yoga instructor, um, who I'll be with two days a week for the next, I don't know how many months, she said to me that I was the only one registered for the program. And the first thing I thought of was, holy crap, I can't hide, you know, because <laughs> I am the only student, <laughs> yeah. you know, because, you know, there's moments where when you show up to class, right, and you feel like you're not having such a good day that you can sort of <laughs> chill a little bit and not, yep. like, but I'm like, I can't chill. I got to be on point twice a week now, right? Oh. So I thought, I gave myself grace again. And then I said to myself, no, this is a good thing. It is. Because you are going to be challenged. You've asked for it. You wanted it. Here you got it. Yeah. <laughs> so so those are my two big things this year. And I and I, and I have given myself, um, not a deadline, but the, well, maybe it is a deadline. But I, I've said by September. September, yeah. I will have my home. You know, and so, and I'm a big manifester. And so I've done, I'm doing all the manifesting. I, you know, I've done the vision boards. I do all of that. And, and, um, you know, my thing is by September, latest November, before it gets cold, because I am in the, we are right in New York State. <laughs> yeah. And so in the Northeast, 
<laughs> and um and yeah so that that's my vision that those are the my two two big things that I want to accomplish this year yeah I love it are you is that your human design do you know your human design are you a manifester do you know I'm curious yeah. you know before I knew what the word was or that yeah. that's actually what I was doing yeah I guess I've always have you know, I'm more, I'm more of a visual person. And so I visualize things yeah. and they tend to come into fruition. Yeah. Um, but as you know, you get into the coaching and learning and, and, and expanding your horizons. Now you're, you're actually having names to what you've always done. Yeah. You know, exactly. so now I'm like, oh, so that's what I've always been doing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was, I'm laughing because I, um, I have had these moments where I'm like, okay, is this deja vu? Did I dream it mm. or did I manifest it? Which is happening right yeah. now? Or is it all of the above? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that this has yeah. happened before, or I've already played this out or I've seen it and now it's here. So what's going on? Right. <laughs> and it's funny because when stuff like when I was younger, right. And um, those visions would come to fruition yeah. Or, you know, and I, and I, you know, and I'm an empath. And so I, I do hear voices and, and I say not from a schizophrenic point of view, but you know, more like I call it my spirit guides, like they talk to me yep. and stuff. Um, I would be a little bit afraid of it because it's like mm-hmm. the unknown and, and that's not where my path was back then, you know, yeah. but when it happens now, I find myself laughing and cracking up going, all right, spirit guide, you got me again, you know, and <laughs> like having like a totally different experience to, yeah. you know, um, the vision coming true or, or, or you know, hearing something and, and going, oh, yeah, I got it. I got you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and so I laugh at it and I embrace it and I love it because I just think it's fun. Oh, let's talk about this. We totally, I got off track, but what is the deal <laughs> with chakras, Melissa? <laughs> Ooh, girl, I'm all about the swirlies. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I I learned about chakras so early on, um, again, from, from an aromatherapy teacher who, you know, and this was, again, 2004, 2000, okay. yeah, it was before my son was born, 2003, 2004, and um, my world was opening up to mm. all these different modalities that I had no idea existed, yeah. and I had a, a really great aromatherapy teacher who aligned learning about essential oils through chakras, and I was like, oh, swirly things. Cause I visualize in swirls, which is oh. crazy. And I visualize in colors. And so, oh. and then, you know, she was also someone who did Reiki. And, and I remember when she touched my back, I felt like, and I didn't even know, you know, that that's what it felt like, but I felt the energy and I was like, okay, I'm feeling this. Like, <laughs> um, so yes, so my, my love of chakras really is one, it helps me uh, stay balanced. It gives me the structure that I need for for balance, right? And so, um, you know, some people find that if they're um, doing other types of modalities, but chakras is what works for me. And so I use it as a basis of my coaching because I think, again, it's a good visual for, for people to, if they're feeling lofty or flighty or they don't feel like they're connected, you know, my thing is, you know what, if you can walk outside barefoot, ground yourself, that's the perfect way to do it. But if you're in New York City and, you know, grass is a little questionable with, you know, dogs peeing everywhere and stuff, you know, then 
what you might want to do is, you know, put a red, you know, garnet gemstone in your pocket, right? And, 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 you know, the little affirmations and, and sort of being in tune with physically how you're feeling. Mm -hmm. um, I worked with a young man who his parents were, you know, putting him through therapy and doing all this other stuff. Oh, nothing is helping him. And I probably met with him only three times. And within the second time, it, it like it all clicked for him. And his parents were like, we don't have to go to therapy anymore. And he's not on medication. And, you know, I was like, oh, okay, that's your choice. That's totally fine. You know, um, but all I did was I gifted him the knowledge of how to tune into his body, how to sort of um, balance himself out by, by using colors. We, you know, we created a spray, an aromatherapy spray that made sense for him because he can associate with the aromas. Um, and and I remember one time he was really stressed out over something. And I said, you know what? I know this is going to sound really weird. Um, and you may not have the color underwear, which is totally fine, you know, but then, you know, get a, a piece of cloth that resembles, that's close to the color yellow or something, whatever it was, put it in your pocket. So when you put your hand in your pocket, you know, it's that cloth and you'll remember it's the color yellow and you'll start to feel yourself balance out a little bit, you know, and, and it's really about the intention, you know? And so, um, so yeah, so when I'm working with clients, you know, I do a, a, a little quick chakra assessments. I have them take it themselves and we talk through it and stuff. And, and really it's, it's getting, helping people understand that when you are feeling your gut is having issues, yes, it may be related to nutrition, but it could also be, you know, a, a stagnant flow right? Your chi may be off, you know? Um, and, and for some women, they love it because it's like, oh, I get to buy all new color underwear now. Right. And so because <laughs> it's things that are under, you know, they're, they're wearing the colors that represent the chakras underneath yeah. their clothing. So mm -hmm. it's only for them to know and for nobody else to see yeah. um, whatever works, you know? And so, yeah, so it's always been a really good guide for me, you know, to, um, and when I, when I actually have chakra balancing work done on me, you know, I could feel the swirlies, you know, I could feel the, when, when I'm getting cleared and cleansed, I see the fireworks coming out of my head. I feel it, you know, um, makes me really dizzy and I can't walk, but it's okay. Cause it just means things are working. Um, and so, yeah, so for me, that's always just been something that the first modality that I really clicked to, you know, and it's just made sense for me. Yeah. And I think if anyone is, is wondering about it, it's really good to be curious and also do some research for yourself. See mm -hmm. what you find. I have so many books. I have books that oh, so do I. <laughs> way deep, like way, way, way deep, like textbooks mm -hmm. of vibrational medicine. Yep. That's not for everyone, obviously, but mm -hmm. the more I dive into it, the more I feel like I need to know because this way of conceptualizing energy flow and healing has mm -hmm. been around since the dawn of time Absolutely. has shown yeah. up across cultures that had no way of communicating with each other. Right. The same um, symbols, the same colors, the same locations, mm -hmm. all of these things. And, and that to me says there is something very universal about yeah, absolutely. this. Yeah. And, and, you know, you could look at it through Chinese medicine. You could look at it through meridians. You could look at it through so many different angles. Yep. And they all come back to the same thing to some degree, you know, yep. just may look differently or it may be expressed differently. Yep. Um, and, and, you know, and, and I think for people who love the crystals and the gemstones, you know, that aligns also with the chakras because then you can yep. physically give someone something physical that mm -hmm. they can hold on to, you know, um, yeah. and, and whether it's an affirmation that's associated with that chakra, 
it's again something that it it's tangible you yeah. know that someone could throughout the day you know if they're they know they're going to walk into a meeting that's super stressful you know saying something to themselves while they're touching a gemstone or they're wearing a gemstone on them yeah. really helps people become balanced you yeah. know um and and, for, and 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 again i think that's for for people who are open you know and who are interested in learning and who want to learn you know then it it really does make a lot more sense versus you know people who are so opposed or don't understand it or don't believe in it and that's fine it's not for everyone it's totally cool you know um so yeah so i, I love it just because I, I i think there's and colors are fun right like you can oh, have a lot of fun yeah. playing with the colors though <laughs> yes <laughs> You're saying this and then look, looking around me and noticing that there's, there are many crystals and colors mm-hmm. all in this space. I'll have to show you after we're done recording. <laughs> yeah, that's one, of, that's one of the things is I'm manifesting my home and as I'm manifesting where my roots are going to land, you know, there's a little part of that that's like, ooh, I need to have like a space, a yoga space so I could teach out of. And I definitely need to have a space to have all my crystals and all my herbs. And, yeah. and so there's, there's a, you know, going for thinking of like a three bedroom home to more like probably me sleeping in the living room and my bedroom being the space, but yeah. whatever. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I do spread out my yoga mat right here. It faces the, where the sun comes up. So it faces the East and mm-hmm. all my plants are right there in the window as well. So there's like a lot of, uh, energy going on in this space, which I yep. really love. I do all my work here. I feel very focused here, very focused yes, and very grounded. Absolutely. And by the way, I'm always barefoot. <laughs> okay. oh, and I will it. walk outside yep. barefoot, like in the middle of winter if I need to, <laughs> but that's yeah, just that's how I grow. Yeah, yep. That's how you connect. Yeah. Well, what else? Is there anything else we didn't hit that you are thinking, you know, I want to talk about, or I think is important no, I think, um, yeah, I mean, I like the question that you had asked, you know, on, on the, on the paper here, like if I had the opportunity to have dinner with three dead people, Ooh, yeah. you know, or alive, who would that be? And the yeah. first thing I thought of was just my ancestors. Like, yeah. you know, I'm always being told by my grandmother that I look like her mother. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and just, I, I want, cause that, that again, is that connection to your roots. That's the connection to who you are, you know, and I have such a distorted um, I have such a distorted family history that, you know, that's no matter how grounded I am in other aspects, that's the one thing I never feel grounded in. Mm-hmm. And so I, you know, to be able to sit down with like my great grandmother who I never met, you know, my great grandfather who I met, um, when I was a little girl, he passed away when he was 105 and I met, and I, met him throughout the years so and he was also blind and so he never really physically saw me but I know what he looks like you know um so yeah so I envision you know being able to sit with my ancestors and just back home in Puerto Rico you know with a pig roast and all the food and all the all the glory (laughs) right and love it you know and just talking about life just talking about customs and traditions and you know, eating good, good food, you oh, know? Um, yeah. So yeah, so that that's what I would love to be able to do. And, and who knows, maybe, you know, as I continue to, to deepen my, my practice and deepen my spirituality, they'll come to me, you know, they'll come to me and, and we'll, we'll have dinner together <laughs> in, <laughs> in some, some way, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, no, I definitely, um, yeah, I think, you know, when we touched a little bit earlier about like that aha moment, you know, um, I think my, my big message to people is that 
your aha moments aren't may not happen within a year of you deciding to do something. Yeah. It could take 20 years, you know? Um, and, and, you know, sometimes it's just a matter of waiting and being patient. And if I could tell my 18 year old self, you know, I honestly, like, I don't regret my life. You know, I don't regret my experiences. I just regret how long it has taken me to get to where I am. So if I could talk to my 18 year old self or, or, yeah, for me, really, because it's about me. Um, I would say to me, <laughs> follow your dreams. Just follow your dreams. You know, don't get caught up with having to meet expectations, especially if they're not your expectations. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to be a dancer when I was, you know, 18, 19 years old. I wanted to to be in the arts. I was a, I was a creative. Um, but, you know, the, those messages, you got to go to college, you have to have a career, you have to do this, you have to do that, you know, um, and if you look at sort of like the messages, it took me like seven years to get out of college. Why? Hmm. Because it wasn't really meant to be. And it was a struggle to get through, mm-hmm. you know? Um, yep. And so, so yeah, just follow your dreams. Follow your dreams. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I had made a note to actually highlight that. And that was one of the first things I didn't get back to, but you said through 20 years, I still felt like I hadn't found my calling. And mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? Yes. Because there are so many people who are going, well, when am I going to find it? I've been doing the work. I've been searching. I know that I'm looking for it and I still haven't found it. How long is it going to take me to settle into this? Time is an illusion. Right. We Mm -hmm. view, you know, it having to happen within this stretch of what we perceive Mm -hmm. as time and it may not. And don't get discouraged by that. Just keep being faithful to yourself and to who you know you are, and to your roots, and then to bringing that in service to the world in some way. And it will find its way to you, you will find your way to it, and it will happen in the perfect timing, even if that doesn't go with what you think it should look like. Right, right. Yeah, Yeah, because I've had opportunities. um, And again, I manifestation, right? You know, um, I've had opportunities to write, I've had a retail store, where I was able to, to, you know, do my coaching work, but also sell my products and, 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 you know, guide people, do all that stuff. I had a healing space, you know, and, and they were wonderful and I love them and, and there are parts of it that I miss, but at the same time, I still sort of didn't feel like I was in the right space, you know? And I just thought, mm. and interestingly enough, the first store opened a week before COVID. So <laughs> that wasn't a big sign, right? <laughs> the universe is saying, Melissa, sweetheart, no. <laughs> And, and I was blessed to have a landlord because I had closed. So we closed in March. I reopened in July, limited. And then I, in November of, of 2020, I was like, yeah, I, this isn't working. I just need to completely close. Um, and I spoke to my landlord and blessed that he gave me back my one month secured, like everything that I gave him, he gave me back, Yeah, you know, because he understood. Right. Um, and I just think he's a, he's a good gem anyway. And then like uh, probably like two years later, a space came up in a community that I love. And I thought, oh, fantastic. It's in it's in a in an old converted warehouse loft space with with other businesses. And I was the only one in there that actually had like a healing space. And so found the money again, right? You find the money and it comes and then you do it, you set up. And you know, I'm a huge thrifter, Facebook marketplace person. Yeah. So I was furnishing <laughs> my, my space with all this great stuff. And I taught some classes and I had some clients meet me 
but I still felt like it was way too much work. And I still felt like I need to keep a schedule. I need to do this and I need to be open. But yet nobody ever came to the space unless they scheduled an appointment. Because even though the space was beautiful, the location didn't serve my people in the sense of this wasn't a, a loft space where it was busy all the time. It was only really busy Monday through Friday because the businesses that were there were yeah. serving their clients from Monday through Friday, or they were architects or bookbinders or right. people in that sense where they weren't necessarily meeting clients the way I did. And so again, closed up shop. And then of course, a month later, I was laid off, you know, I was fired. Just keep it real. I was fired. And, um, <laughs> you know, um, I just thought, okay, again, it didn't end. On top of that, I got all of my money back, which I wasn't anticipating and wasn't expecting. And it came back to me. So that was able to help me at least pay my, my rent in my apartment for a month and a half. And, yeah. you know, then unemployment, you know, kicked in when it kicked in and I felt, you know, so I was doing things for things to happen. Mm. And so when people ask me, do you want to open up another space? And, and, and I could still be driving around going, oh my God, that would be so cute. I'd love to have a space there. I snap back into reality and say, it's not for you. It's not for you. You're not meant to have that, you know? Um, and, and so I envision, you know, I, I, my, my next manifestation, I envision, you know, being on the road, you know, packing up my R4 and, and doing shows and doing events and meeting with clients and, and, you know, popping out my gemstones and my soaps and everything that I make. Right. And, yeah. and to bring to the masses, cause I sort of feel like that's what I need to do. That's my calling. I need to come to the people. <laughs> I don't want people coming to me. Right. So, <laughs> and that's yeah, part of the that, goal. Yep. Yeah, that, uh, that just, again, speaks to finding your own evidence. Mm -hmm. Like it may take a few times for you to notice that something needs to be paid attention to, like it did with you being in a retail space, but mm -hmm. it, there comes a point where you can't, you can't ignore the evidence that's being presented right. to you. So, okay, Absolutely. noted. All right, let's add that one to the, you know, I, I tried that and it didn't work or I tried that and it felt really good. And that will be another clue and just follow the clues and see where they take you. Absolutely. Yeah. So dream, dream big, follow the clues, pay attention, right? You yeah. know, just uh, do everything with an open mind and open heart. And, and you know, if, whatever you want to do, if you're, if you like to pray, if you like to meditate, whatever it is that calls you, take the time to do that. Reflect on it for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. You know? And the answers will come. So. Yeah. Very important. Integrating all of it is very important. Don't just say, mm -hmm. okay, got it. Sit with that. Right. You know, just, exactly. Yeah. All right. So we come to the point where I give you five random rapid fire questions and you respond <laughs> with the first thing that comes to mind. They're short. Uh oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. What brings you joy? Oh my goodness. Um, life, <laughs> life. No, because I, I define life very differently now than I did years ago. So it's it's a, it's a new definition for me. Very cool. Yeah. What is your least favorite color? Lime green. Oh, I love green. <laughs> <laughs> I love green, but I don't there like lime green. Lime green. Like fluorescent, yeah. like bright green. So. They blind me. Whenever anyone wears the fluorescent colors, I'm like, how are oh, you? Oh, I can't. I can't even look at you. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's an old eight, like a bad 80s trip, but okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where do you enjoy spending alone time? Oh my goodness, surprisingly, at home. At home, you know? Home is home is my spot. 
What is the best book you've read lately? The best book, anything by Jen Sincero, I think her last name is, all the badass books. My tagline is, you know, helping women become their authentic badass self. And I'm all about, you know, yeah, we are badasses. Yes, yes, yes. And so whenever I see her book, I actually discovered one yesterday in in the reused bookstore. I was like, I didn't even know she had a third book and I grabbed it. So. Yeah, uh, thrift books is like one of my favorite things ever. Oh, I walked out with three. Really? <laughs> yeah. Um, what should everyone try at least once? Oh, everyone should try to sing and dance and like spin under the stars. Oh, I love that so much. <laughs> now I'm going to go do that tonight. <laughs> Thank you. You know, just just be a kid, right? Rem- yeah. Like, remember what it felt like to be that free little five-year-old self, like yeah. making snow angels or like looking up at the stars and spinning and just, yeah, that's. <laughs> mm, so good. Yes. If any of our listeners would like to connect with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Yeah. Send us uh, smoke signals. I respond to those. Perfect. Um, Great. <laughs> pigeons birds put a little note on their leg um <laughs> um yeah so usually um i mean i'm a lot more on i'm more on instagram um i have done i so for the month of january i did like a facebook detox like i didn't get on facebook for 30 days yeah. um i'm still sort of like enjoying not doing that but i do check my business page but my instagram is linked to facebook so instagram is is really the best way to reach out to me yeah, at holistic underscore chakra. And I will put all of those links in the notes. So it's really, really easy to find you and get to you. But thank you again for joining me. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Oh, good. I'm so glad to hear it. <laughs> Thanks again for joining us for this episode of Passionate Pursuits, powered by Corns Coaching, LLC. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe now. This show is completely ad-free, so if you gain value from listening, please leave a review and share with a friend. I am so grateful for you.